just announcements for those, I want this recorded. Um, so we're back on schedule. So the first and third Wednesdays, we do house fellowship for those in Colorado. And, and uh, um, Rhonda, you were correct. I said the 6th and the 14th. It's actually the 6th, next Wednesday, the 6th at 6 p.m. Mountain, and then the 20th, right? See, what, if I don't have my notes, I'm like Polish. So I am Polish. So uh, that schedule, and then all of you guys that are in Europe and overseas, we, we started the 10 a.m. Sunday morning, which is 6 o'clock Central European Standard Time, the online fellowship, but I'm finding a lot of you guys are, are busy Sunday night, which I, that surprised me actually. So if there's a different day or time that works better for you, just email info at freedomministries.org. We could do it any day, really. You know, if we need to do it uh, Friday, so you do it, um, we could even do it Saturday morning, it's Saturday night for you. Really just let us know what works best for you because it's, it's for you guys. It's, it's, not, it's not for us. We, we do a six o'clock, um, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern at freedomministries.live. The password's freedom if you want to jump on that. So, fair enough? All right, so we're going to do some more healing of your book tonight. Is that good? And uh, I, I just want to give you, I, I love thought pieces a little bit because I think when you step back and you, you really, the scriptures are actually beautiful. They're, you know, Hebrews 10 is really interesting to me. Is It's very clear where it says, the law, and most people interpret that as just the first five books or the Torah, but the same word is used in John 10 where it says, he's quoting Psalm 82 and he calls it the law, and if you go look at it, it literally just says the scriptures, and then Strong's and the Greek thesaurus will throw in, you know, the law, the five, first five books. I go, well, then the book is wrong because John 10 says the same law as in Psalms, and it literally just says the scriptures, and it says this. It says, the scriptures are not the realities themselves, but they're shadows of good or bad things to come. Good. So just take the scriptures and anytime you see death in it, now here's, here's a really wild one. I might have to do this at fellowships and maybe not online. Some of you guys aren't ready for this yet. The serpent, is it in the scriptures? That is a shadow of something really good. Uh-oh. It's beautiful, actually. When you start reading them, you're going, oh, my God. So I did a short little clip at the the last uh, service about what the serpent is. Now, we see, if you go look at that in the Genesis, it says, and the serpent was more cunning, depending on the translation, more cunning, but the same word is used for wise all through Scripture. So it says, the serpent was the wisest creature ever created. Christ, the wisdom and power of God. Oh, I wonder what the serpent is. I'll just give you a little tantalizer there. It's so good when you actually realize it. The most wise creature was the serpent. If you go look outside of a a medical office or veterinarian's office, what does it look like? There's a serpent risen up on a pole. And then it says, unless the serpent is risen up in you, you won't be healed. The wisdom and power of Christ rising up in you. The serpent was considered something very good. It was the cycle of endless life that could shed off its clothes and never die. You will die, but not surely die, is what it says. You'll go through phases in life, and eventually you'll lay this earth suit down, but you shall not surely die. Mm. There's no bad news in the whole book, I'm telling you. Like Once you start getting it spiritually, so try that one in church, the serpent. But if we're going to take your book as the source, it says, it was the most wise creature created. Well, Christ is wisdom and the power of God, is it not? Or is there something created more wise than Christ? 
Go read that again. It's really fascinating if you go read it. It's good news, okay? So anyway, I probably lost some of you already, but that's why I'm like, God, do I share this stuff? It's such good news when I get it. It's like, oh my God, this is real stuff. So anyway, um, we're going to talk about uh, John, the book of John. Is, is John in your, your book? Yep. In mine too, right? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm reading these scriptures and preparing, I'm going, this must not be in their book because it's so clear to me when I read it. But John says this, it says, stop judging by the appearance or what you see with the physical senses and judge righteous judgment. Righteous, righteousness is, is really just right right judgment, like judge correctly is really the best way to describe righteousness. And it says, and then all the, you see all through scripture, you see these two themes. You see there's two sons. It starts out with two sons, right? And then we see like uh, um, Isaac has Jacob and Esau, the old man, the hairy man, the fleshy man is Esau, and Jacob is the smooth man or spiritual man, which is Christ in you. The second man is the Lord from heaven, and it's in you is what it says, Jesus Christ within you. And so you always see this concept of the carnal man with a fleshy man, all, every man born of a woman is carnal, and every man born of a woman also has the seed of Christ in it, which is, needs to rise up within them. And so all, if you go look at the scriptures, it says this, ministry's job is to bring everybody into the full nature and stature, the completion of the anointing, the completion of Christ is what it says in Ephesians. It says the job is to bring everybody up to the completeness and full stature of the anointing to realize your true identity as Christ is in you. That's the job, right? It's not to go, you were dirty and then you got to jump in. The, the, dirt, the story really is how to operate out of the spirit, how to, how to not operate in the physical and learn to operate out of the spirit. There also, we see this theme running through scripture where there's two ways to look at life. You can look at it through with the carnal mind, which is the fleshy mind, which is governed by the physical senses. And if that's your only reality, you're stuck. You're, you're called a prisoner. You're called a uh, a slave is what it says. When you're slave to this earthly garment, you, you can't understand how to operate outside of it. So there's the carnal mind, and then there's also the mind of Christ, right? There's two ways to look at life. So there's two sons, and we see this in, in um, Rachel. When she dies, she gives birth, and it says there's two, there's two sons. She calls it Ben-Oni, the, the son of sorrows, but the father says, no, this is Ben-Yamin, the son of honor. So we always see this concept, there's two sons, uh, two stories, two covenants, two songs. I, I, I've, sh- I've tried to show you that's what all the scriptures are about, the two covenants. It's about the same thing. And once you start getting it, all the scriptures actually start making sense. So I want to share a couple things with you. Um, first of all, 1 Corinthians 2, here's what it says. I'm going to start in verse 10. It says, but no slides. I just want you to like just absorb. Fair enough? Okay. So, but God has revealed to revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god it's like the well it's the internal part of you the deep part that nobody can see verse 11 for what ma- for what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him meaning that i don't really know what's going on in most of you guys hearts except for the spirit knows because you're one with it right so from what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him even so, or equally so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, the carnal spirit, the fleshy spirit, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. It's talking about grace, right? Everything's been freely given to you. So we might know or become intimate or, or have intimacy, that's that word knowledge, the things that have been freely given to us. These things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but that the Holy Spirit teaches. 
We compare spiritual with spiritual. But the natural man, the flesh man, the carnal mind, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he be intimate with them. He can't know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who, for who has known the mind of the Lord that may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So here's what he's saying. You can't understand things spiritually by observing with the natural man. It's foolishness, right? When we teach some of these things. Like, what do you mean you can heal your past? I know, it's foolish to, to a logic guy, right? Like, well, this, that can't, that's past, past is past. Well, in the spirit, everything's available at all times, is what it says. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, it's unchangeable, and everything's available at all times. There's nothing changes. Isn't that crazy? And everything's in order. Once you really, Barbara and I were talking about this. When you get to a place, it's like, you don't feel like you have to, you don't have to fix one person because everything's in order. You're just happy. And it's like, oh, so I, I judge every man righteously, meaning I don't look at the nonsense going on because how many guys have ever put yourself in nonsense? I have. <laughs> Pretty good at it sometimes. So, uh, but then you, true forgiveness, Martin and I were talking about this. True forgiveness is not going, oh, Ash, I forgive you. And then I'm grumpy about you behind your back, right? True forgiveness means this is if we somebody falling down in not their true identity, they're not truly hitting the mark in every area of their, their life, which is just all sin is. It has nothing to do with bad behavior or anything. We don't, we don't judge it is what it says. We judge every man righteously, meaning, oh man, they're going through something. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see them in their true identity and see them who they really are. And when I pray, I pray directly to their spirit. And one on, our spirits are oneness. And I can directly talk to him in the spirit and tell him how amazing he is, how awesome the, their life is, who they truly are, and how everything I want in their life is going to be. That is judging righteously and forgiveness. It has nothing to do with, let me correct you. Zero, right? It says judge. So anyway, because the natural man can't receive it. The, the natural man can't even receive it. It says, but the spirit man knows everything because we have the mind of Christ. Isn't that cool? So the whole scriptures, guys, are talking about how to stop living out of your physical only controlled by your physical senses to the mind of Christ where I realized that the whole world, everything bows to the spirit within me, the creative ability of the spirit within me to shape and mold my life. So if there's anything negative that I'm going on in my physical world or somebody that you love in their world, guess what? We have the mind of Christ. The truly anointed mind is what it means. We have the full anointed mind. The job of ministry, it says, is to bring everybody into that, to realize who you really are. Do you know who you are? <laughs> That'd be a good service, right? That'd be, do you know who you are? It gets you thrown out of church, but it's actually a good service. So, because it's radically good. It's like, what do you mean I have the same glory as Jesus? Well, your book says it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like that part. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, right? My book doesn't say that. Go read it. So anyway, um, so here's, here's some thought process, then we'll get into this message. So the kingdom of God, where is the kingdom? It's within. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, see if these are in your book. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Neither say low here or low there, meaning it's over here or the kingdom's over here. Or, or look at I got a bunch of people saved in Africa. I expanded the kingdom. No, you didn't. Because the kingdom is nothing observable. Right? It says, low here or low there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Here's another verse. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating, drinking, but people creating tater tot casserole for me. Ooh, I had to add, add that one in there. 
That's got to be in the kingdom. So anyway, it's not. But it sounds good. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. You see people like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't eat this, can't drink that. And he's like, come on, guys, this is all physical stuff you're talking about. So the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. But here's what it is. It's righteousness, or right judgment, right thinking, peace, shalom, and joy. You ever see grumpy Christians? Go to church. Not this church, but go to church. You'll see them all grumpy, right? They're not in the kingdom. They think they're expanding the kingdom. All they're doing is eating too much and expanding their belly because it's within them. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. It's in the spirit, meaning this is a spiritual truth about the kingdom, right? I have another one. I have given you, is what the scriptures say, I've given you the keys to the kingdom of God. I've given you the kingdom. And if you go look up kingdom in your concordance, you guys are pretty schooled at this, but if you go look it up, it says royal rule and reign, kingly reigns. Like this is a monarchy. You're in charge of your own monarchy is literally what it says. Isn't that wild? You're the king. You're the, he's the king, king, but you're a king is what it says. So I'm the king of my house. I'm the king of my life. And it says, I've given you my royal rule and reign. I've given you the kingdom of God. Now he says, now here are the keys to the kingdom, right? And it's really easy. Here's the keys. It says, what you were, oh man, you see charismatics buying the devil? We did because we were taught that. And I'm like, Scarlet L now, like what a loser I was. So like crazy stuff that people teach. If you actually understand binding and loosing, if you're binding the devil, you're attaching him to you. I get more of him the more I bind him. <laughs> how's, that, how's that binding going, right? I, but, so I remember, Stephen, Kath, you may have been with us when, when we were first being taught this. Like, we're, we're all like engineer type and analytical a little bit. So they're like, we have the authority to bind the devil and all the demons. So our, a very honest question was like, well, what the have you guys been doing? We're just learning this. Why don't you just bind them all and be done with it? Oh, no, you don't have that much authority. You just told me I did. Well, no, you, no. Well, you do it then, because you're the teacher. Oh, I don't have the authority. And so Barbara and I, we, we went home just confused, honestly, going, so we can bind them, but somebody, somebody's letting them go every night. Like, what? What is wrong with this? If you... <laughs> And they've got it 180 degrees out of phases. I'll show you here. Binding means covenant with. So binding means tabbing myself or attaching or binding or nailing myself to something in covenant. That's binding. And loosing means I'm free from it. That's not part of my life anymore. So it's, here's, here's the keys to the kingdom. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. And here's how it works. And you can go look at the tenses in Greek, but it's basically when whatever you see yourself as, your self-image right now, within, whatever you see yourself in the heavenlies is what you're going to experience on the earth. And whatever you free yourself from or loose yourself from in the spirit, in the heavenlies, is what you're going to be free from on earth. Here's the keys. And it says it's within you. It's not in, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. It can't come with anything, never has, never will, and anything you can see. Do you think they're trying to get across something here? Where is this kingdom thing? Within you. I mean, the scriptures, that's where I'm going, how could we have been taught anything else when you actually read it? And it's actually quite simple. The greatest mystery of humanity is simply this, is we can behold something, or whatever you want to call it, guys, whether you call it awareness, whether you call it consciousness, whether you call it I am, the greatest mystery, which is why I love the science behind this, because they don't get all mixed up with all the religious nonsense that most of us were taught. 
is they just go, this is how this stuff works, guys. I can't really explain it. Like Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. And thinks, I don't know how this works, man. It's like, but I do something here and it affects somebody in Germany. Like, whoa, that's different, right? Real time, like there's no, no time difference. But it's this, is I can behold something before it happens in the physical and it shows up in my physical life. Behold and it shows up. What I pay attention to actually is the life I eventually experience in the natural. What do you call it? The observer effect? I don't care what you call it. It, It's real. We have this unique ability to feel and see something that we would like to experience on earth. And what, what I'm paying attention to within myself, what are you binding yourself to? How do you see yourself within? Without any effort on my own, it actually moves and shapes and molds the all creation and I will experience that in the physical. Isn't that crazy? That's the scriptures, what they're talking about. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get into this a little bit. So um, yeah, the book of John. So I want to talk about all these different things. So let me just kind of make sure I cover what I want to cover here. So the natural man says there's two ways to look at life. The natural man, which is limited by your physical senses, limited by reason and reality, how things appear with your natural senses. The spiritual man is the mind of Christ. Scripture actually says the second man, the second son, that's birthed in all of you, is Christ. It's the Lord from heaven. It's the anointing and limitless power of God within. And it truly knows the mind of Christ going, you know what? If there's anything going on out here that I I choose not to experience, I can take anything I do want to experience and see it and feel it as if it's real and I know it's going to show up in my life. That's the mind of Christ, the full anointing of God. Isn't that crazy? That is so good. And so... Here's what it says. It says, you've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything you're ever going to need at any time for life and the ability to, to use the gift that God's given you, which is himself. It says, you're one with me and the glory that I have, I've given you. So that you may know you're one with me. Not four, not three plus one. All my Trinity friends get upset with that. Isn't it weird? I don't have three wives. That, honestly, that was a concept three, four hundred years after the scriptures. Because they, they they're trying to explain it because they couldn't figure out Elohim. Well, that must be three. No, no, I have one wife. That's <laughs> better, right? It says, earthly marriage, when two are joined together in covenant and bound together, is not about an earthly marriage. It's about Christ and you. How many people are bound together in an earthly marriage? Well, that's not even a good question anymore. But for most people, how many wives and daughters or husbands do you have? Hopefully one, Right? Not sure, we're kind of like, our dads may have had a couple, I don't know, it's like, it's strange, it's like, praise God that we don't do that kind of stuff. So anyway, if you do, there's no judgment, I just, good, good luck with that. So, um, you've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. It also says this, uh, when we were in Hawaii, this, it was just, the, the beautiful part about Hawaii is I was telling, uh, I don't remember who it was, we were just chatting beforehand, but Football's on early. It's four hours early. So like by two o'clock, even the late games are over. It's wonderful. So you got, what are we going to do the rest of the day and night? So anyway, so we were watching some football games and, and then the, the largest church in Maui came on and, and the, the, this pastor gets up there and like, you know how they do a little snippet of the preview, whatever it is. We're going to talk about marriage tonight and we're going to show you how to have a marriage that God can bless. Like as, as if he doesn't bless all marriage, Right. Or like, you religious turd. You're saying this guy's marriage is not blessed, but yours is. Like, no, no, that's not how it works. Because my book says this. It says, he's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. 
in the Spirit. Too late, guy. What he should say is, he's blessed you. Now go enjoy it, right? He's blessed you, but it was like, how to have a marriage that God can bless as if he doesn't bless. Guys, he's given you every blessing, but it's in the spirit. You can't see this is what he's trying to say. It's in this secret place of the most high. So you've been given the keys to the kingdom. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. The kingdom does not come with anything you observe. There's two men in you, the fleshy man and the Christ man, the, Christ, the flesh carnal mind and the Christ mind. The whole journey is to realize the spirit controls the physical how to rise up to the full nature and stature of the anointing within me. So we've been told the keys to the kingdom has been given to us by God, but it's within, it's spiritual. And like I said, this kingdom, if you go look it up, if you take the time, means the royal rule and reign. If you go look it up, it says, you're royalty. You reign like a king. Whatever you decide your life is going to be is how it's going to be. Life does not randomly happen to you. That's That's the really interesting part, right? It's the most glorious, liberating part once you get it. Sometimes people can feel judgmental about it at first. Like, you mean I caused this? It was like glorious to me. Like, man, if I'm dumb enough to cause this, I'm smart enough to uncause it. I know it's not proper English, but that's how I'm like, Are you kidding me? So I can simply choose that from this day on, I am fill in the blank. I'm this from this day forward. Yes, and then you will be. What a good news to me. So the staggering, staggering truth is that we've been given the royal rule and reign of God. And we've been given the keys. However you see yourself right now within, where do you dwell most of the time? And you deal with this all the time too, right? If you honestly just looked at how, where you spend your mental energy all day is what you're experiencing. Right? And it's really true. So therefore, think on these things. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of your heart is what flows, the life that flows out of you is what it says, right? So anyway, the keys are simply this. How you see yourself right now is, is what you'll be bound to. What are you, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself completely abundant? Then you'll be abundant. Or do you do things like this? Christians are really guilty of this. Now just listen. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just trying. I deal with you all day. So what a pain in the butt that is. Right? Like, isn't it? I was like, God, these Christians. Jeez, guys. Because <laughs> here's what happens. Um, the economy, the right political party has nothing to do with your abundance. Zero. Zero, unless you let it. And that's the carnal mind, right? So if you see these things, the economy this, this and that, that, that. Wait a minute. The royal rule and reign has been given to me. I don't care who's in office or what's going on. I see my life abundant, peaceful, whole, and I see them abundant, peaceful, and whole. And then I am. That's it. I see a lot of people right now, Christians are really guilty of this, like I said, is, you know what, we need to take this back. You ever hear that? No, I haven't. By, by saying I need to take something back, you're admitting you don't have it. And until this politically happens, then you'll take it back. Backwards, guys backwards. I have it, therefore it will be. Does that help you guys? Oh, my shirt. It's a bad day to wear a Yankee shirt. They got smoked today, man. <laughs> Someday, actually last weekend in Boston was a great day to be a, a Yankees fan. They swept Boston and it's like, it was just beautiful. But Kathleen and, and uh, Helen, uh, two of her friends that met us at the Yankees game in New York gave me this. So appreciate you guys giving me this. You know what the cool part about this is? I never have to buy a t-shirt again. Everybody gives me t-shirts. So 
One of my favorites still the golden flame ones because I don't have many white ones. So if you send me something, guys, send me a white one. I don't have a lot of white ones. Extra large, okay? Anyway, thank you for, for doing that. Um, that I'll, that's all I'll say on that because if, if I see people, like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for you. If you go, I don't have peace because this guy's in office or this is what he's doing to the economy or this is what's happening, then you don't have peace. The kingdom of God is righteousness, is righteousness, not will be if the right guy gets in. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. You're supposed to look at stuff and go, I'm so full of joy. It's kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy, right? I see a lot of people like, I'm going to go do this and get this guy out of office, and I'm going to, oh, I just saw this ad on, I was on YouTube today, and they're like, how to have a kingdom business. Would somebody tell me what a kingdom business is? I know what they're saying. That's, that's the part that I don't like, right? Because the kingdom comes with, they think that I'm doing this for God. Well, you and the Father are one, so you're doing it for yourself, you selfish turd, and that's okay. That's true. That's really what it is, right? Every, we do everything out of desire. He goes, I've given everything to you so you can have life and life more abundantly. When there's a gap from life, we naturally desire life. It's okay that everything's to, to fulfill your desire is really what it is, right? That's, that's really what it is. So, a kingdom business, that means that you're doing all the business inside. If they said, that's a kingdom business, I would agree with you. If you go, my business is going to prosper and be whole because I see it prospering and whole within me, and I don't care what anything else does, it will become. That's kingdom business. Does that make sense? It's not because you got the right belief and you're going to do something that all of a sudden God's pleased with you. He's given you every blessing ahead of time, and he's pleased with you. Well, what if I don't do it for God? He's pleased with you. What if I do do it for God? He's pleased with you. There's no judgment in Christ. Isn't that interesting? Is this helping any of you? All right, now let's talk, about, let's talk about these scriptures. So all through scripture, you see the theme of two sons, Esau and Jacob. Esau is the natural man, the hairy man. All, every man born of a woman has hair on our outside, our flesh, right? It's the natural man. And then we're told that Jacob is the smooth man or the spiritual man. I've taught you this, but I want, this really fits into the, the story of Barabbas and Jesus on the cross. So the hairy man, our flesh, is dominated by the physical senses. Jacob, or the spiritual man, is supposed to supplant or overcome and replace the physical. That's what supplant means, to overcome. So we see in that story that Jacob is, is you know, wrestling all night with God. And Jacob is the smoother spiritual man, which is Christ in you. <clears throat> the father, who was their father? Jacob's father. Isaac. And in the story, he blesses, he doesn't bless the firstborn son, which is confusing to the Jews, like, wait, what? All through Scripture, it's the second son, the younger son, that gets the blessing. So it says this, Isaac was in his old age, and he was blind or hard of seeing. He didn't see. And he tells, he sends Esau away. So he takes his eyes off the physical, if you want to start interpreting these spiritually, which is how they're meant to be interpreted. And he tells Jacob to come near to him so he can feel him. But he's not seeing it with his physical eyes. He says, I'm feeling as if it's real in the spirit. And he gives Jacob the complete blessing. That's you. I've given you every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Every blessing, that you, every blessing is yes and amen already. That's why I was just like irritated. I wanted to throw my shoe at that TV. Having a marriage that God can bless. You turd. That's why. No, that's why people don't like Christians, right? Because it's judgmental, isn't it? Like I'm a Christian. I, I got a marriage at God. Guys, I, I've met tons of friends that... They're great heathens. That I would, I, you would envy most of their marriages. You really would. So why don't you learn from them, right? Because they're not all bogged down all the nonsense. So anyway, so 
when Isaac demands the blessing, he says, I'm not letting this go. I'm sorry, Jacob. Jacob demands the blessing in the story. We're like, I'm not letting this go until I receive the blessing. When he wakes up, he's then called Israel. That's the whole journey for all of us is to become Israel, to be dominated by the spirit where we realize the spirit controls the physical. And Israel, I've taught you this before, is not a nation in the Middle East, guys. I know there's a nation called Miz, but they use topography and stories to tell an eternal story. If you would just read Paul, he says, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no male, there's no female, there's one, there's oneness. But we don't like to read that part. But anyway, he's saying there's not a, there's not a Jew and a Gentile, there's one genos, there's one monogene. I have one son and you're all it. And I've given you all the blessing. Isn't that amazing? And I've deposited myself in many. I'm, I'm Elohim. I'm Elohim, one God made of many parts, you and I, which is exactly what Paul says. So anyway... He becomes Israel. Ish, if you go look it up in Hebrew, is man. Ra is to see. El is God. So you become the man who rules as God, Israel, when you learn that what I see within is the royal rule and reign of God and it surplants the physical. That's Israel. That's our goal. Fair enough? All right. It's the same story told throughout. So now let's get to, ooh, I was telling Barb, I was like, gosh, these, when you interpret these stories, Spiritually, they're so good. So anyway, we're told, we see in John, or I think it's in the other Gospels too, but we, we have this story, which uh, Barbara and I were, were, were talking about this actually today, where when you take these literally, the book says this, if you take the scriptures by the letter, what does it do to you? You see death. But if you take it by the spirit, what do you see? Life. So their own book says, if you read this literally, guys, it's going to kill you. You're going to experience death. You're not going to experience the true spiritual meaning behind it. I'm just trying to show you every, every story, every scripture, there's a spiritual truth that happens in every one of you. Every one of those stories is not only about Jesus, but it's about Jesus in you. You all experience this spiritually. So I want to share this with you. So we see this story where most of us have only seen the death in this, but I want to show you how beautiful this actually is. So you're all familiar with um, if, you, if you did the Apostles' Creed, you're like, he was crucified, dead, and buried by Pontius Pilate. And I don't I remember all that anymore because creeds are nothing. <laughs> creeds are nothing. It's what you do within, guys. So, so we see this story where Barabbas and Jesus are brought before Pontius Pilate, right? And it's at the Feast of Passover. So this is a celebratory thing. This is a feast. This is a feast of Passover. I want, I want to show you what it means spiritually, okay? So Pilate is a judge, in this story. Remember the spirit is, the kingdom is something you can't see. Jesus says, when you pray, go within in the secret place that nobody can see, but the whole world will see what you did in there, right? So we don't see Pilate as physically blind, but he's identified as a judge. And have you ever gone, you ever see Lady, Lady Justice where she's holding the scales? What's over her eyes? She's blindfolded. So this justice to judge rightly is not something that you judge by physical appearance. Everybody with me so far? This is really a story about Isaac again. It's really the story of all of us. Like, judge correctly, guys. Not by what's going on with your physical eyes. Judge rightly, meaning righteousness, peace, and joy of the kingdom is within. So we see this, that Pilate is blind. He's not judging by the physical senses. And then he says this. He says, you have a custom. Who do you want me to release, Barabbas or Jesus? And what's the story say, guys? It says, the whole crowd is yelling and screaming, Barabbas right? Now, if you want to know what it is spiritually, 
Anybody know what Hebrew is in, in uh, what bar is in Hebrew? Betresh, bar, son. And what's Abba? Father, bar Abba. He's the son of the father. Now what's Jesus called? The son of the father. So this is a trial between two sons. They're both the son of the father. There's the spiritual son, and then there's the spiritual son. And then there's the Jesus Christ, the, the spiritual son. This is a son about... This is a trial between the flesh and the spirit, guys. When there seems to be something that is not true about your life, you've been given every blessing you ever had. And when you're not experiencing it, what's happening to you? Somebody's taking or stealing from you what you already freely own. And we see this all through scripture where Jesus is really critical of the religious leaders and he says, everybody that's come before me is a thief. And if you try to get into the kingdom by any works, if if anybody tells you, you must do this or you must do that, or God can only bless you if you do this, they are stealing from you. Stealing means they're taking from what was already yours because everything that God has, it was given to every human being on the planet for free. That's grace. Everybody with me? So there's a trial going on. It's blindfolded. He's not literally, but the judge is always blindfolded. It's blind justice, right? I, I can only do what the law says, is what he's saying. He goes, this isn't me. I can only do what's going on. So there, he, the crowd is chanting, we want the thief released. Anything that's stealing from you, we want Barabbas released, because Barabbas is also a, a thief in this story, right? Jesus Christ is what? Your salvation. True? All right. So... Follow me on this. If you've, been, if you've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness and you're experiencing lack, you're walking as Barabbas right there is what it says. And if you blame anything or anyone outside of yourself, because the judge, the kingdom within, can only give you what you're doing within. That's, and while the earth remains, guys, while you lay, lay in this earth suit, seed time and harvest shall not cease. It's real. It's real. What you do within, the spirit is submissive to you. It's blind. It goes, oh, you really want that? That's not, okay. I'll give it to you. Pilate says, I have to give what the people are clamoring for. I have no other choice. I have to give it to them. You with me on this story? So here's what they're doing. It's a lot like Romans 8 where it says, the whole world is clamoring, eagerly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Aren't we? Like we want to experience life because it was freely given to us. So what do we want? We want salvation. We want to bind ourselves to salvation and we want to loose the thief, Barabbas. We want to live out of the spirit, not the flesh. That's what the whole story is about, I promise you spiritually, right? But because we've only been taught it literally, here's what happens, guys. You heard of this guy called Hitler. He did some bad things, didn't he? Like the world would go, how could anybody do that? The the truth is all of our hearts could do it. There's no depth to where we could go if we don't understand how good everything actually is. Hitler read a little treatise of the Jews from somebody that you probably know. Who was the reformist? The Reformation. Martin Luther. We got married in a little Lutheran church. Hitler read, or Luther said the Jews crucified Jesus. All Jews must be exterminated. This is your Martin Luther, guys. This is your little reformer. Hitler reads it. He goes, I'm going to go do the work of God. Because he didn't interpret that scripture spiritually, I don't know how many people he killed, six million or whatever it was, I don't know the number exactly, but a lot, right? 
because somebody didn't interpret that spiritually. And if you interpret it, literally it kills you. It brings death. Isn't that fascinating? The people were actually saying the right thing. They were saying, we so want to be free from anything that's stealing life from me. I want to be crucified Jesus. Now here's where, here's where it gets tough spiritually for most of you guys because you don't understand Hebrew. All you've been taught is about a Roman sticks, right? Hebrew, the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet was this letter called Toph. And it was a picture of a cross. It was a picture of a covenant. And it literally meant binding two things together in covenant. So here's what the people are clamoring for, which is what all of us are clamoring for. It says, we want to be free from anything that's stealing from our inheritance. And we want to bind ourselves to what will save us, Jesus Christ. So if, you are, if he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, what's included in everything? I think everything, Right? How much does Jesus' inheritance have? How much does he have? The whole thing, and it says he's given it to us. Isn't that wild? So, has abundance been given to you? All right, catch this. So for you to say, I am struggling financially, you're walking as Barabbas. Free yourself from the thief. From this day forward, you go, I am abundant. Abundance flows to me so freely and effortlessly, it's as free as air. Every breath I breathe, I can get this picture that money flows into me and out of me as easily, as my, easily and free as air. Ah, now you've, you've bound yourself or crucified yourself to Jesus Christ. The covenant was binding myself to something. Isn't that interesting? That's why the charismatics are going, I bind you devil. God, you're getting more devil if you actually understood it. No wonder your life sucks, right? If you go, you know what, I'm free from all of everything that would steal from me, and I've bound myself to Christ Jesus. To say that you're not abundant, to say that you're lacking health, to say that this is going on in your marriage or this is going on, you're denying Jesus Christ. You're denying your salvation. I would just encourage you, stop. Stop denying salvation and say, yes, I am this from this day forward. Now you've loosed the thief. You're not walking by what you're bound by the physical senses, and you're free to enjoy everything he's freely given you. That's the story of Jesus and Barabbas. Isn't that interesting? It's walking by the spirit, not by the flesh. Because the flesh sometimes looks like it's not happening, doesn't it? Or to say, you know what? I will be prosperous if this guy gets elected or if this guy does this to economy. That's Barabbas, guys. He's freely given you abundance despite what the economy is. So why why are you binding yourself to the thief? Does that make sense to you guys? It's irrelevant what's going on around you. I am this because he's given me the royal rule and reign. Does that help you guys? So here's how simple it is. From this day forward, it literally is this, guys, is take your eyes off, just like Isaac was blind, Pilate was blind. Like he says, I'm a judge. I gotta give you what's going on within. Really, you wanna be free from the thief and you wanna attach yourself to Jesus Christ? Then I must crucify Jesus, which is bind yourself to salvation, is how they looked at it. Isn't that beautiful? It's actually beautiful to me. I'm like, wow, that's, that's actually really good news. These Christians, God, they want to kill people and send people to hell. They just like it. Like, no, it's bad. It's bad. Stop doing that. That's not what it means. You ever see a Christian get really angry when you tell them that, no, no, God's good. And even Hitler, he, he burned up the weight, the hay and the stubble and all that was left was precious stones. And Hitler, I promise you, is in the arms of, of the spirit of God and just going, I never knew. I never knew how good it is. It says, every knee will bow and confess that he is yud Vavhe, which is exactly what we want, right? And that fire of God burns up everything that was not true about him. His, all the false identities that he carried was burned up. And as he's enjoying 
his immortal body and he's enjoying life and life more abundantly, I promise you. And the only people who get upset about it are Christians. They're still grumpy. Are you saying, no, your book says it. I'm not saying, I am saying it, but you're, I'm getting the source from your book. Isn't that great news? Because this is a lot of times when people ask me, like, so you're saying Hitler's in? I go, praise God he's in because that gives me a shot. And they're just dumbfounded. They don't understand that. Because I said, if you're going to be judged by the law and you're guilty of one thing, you're guilty of them all. Praise God. There's no judgment. I'm not judged by any of that. I am. I'm one with the Father. So you get rid of, loose yourself, release the thief of any idea that you're not what your dreams want to be. So if there's any unfulfilled desire, if there's any dream business, if there's any dream life, if there's any dream marriage, if there's any dream relationship with your kids, your family, you can have it right now. You simply... We have this unique ability to take our eyes off all that. That's loosing Barabbas, loosing the natural man, being free from the natural man and attaching myself what to what would give me salvation in that area, binding myself to Jesus Christ. Crucifying that to me, crucifying again meant joining me to that, attaching me and binding me to that thing, that idea, that person that I dreamed to be, that business I dreamed to be, that, that relationship I dreamed to have. I have this unique ability. I can simply see it and feel as if it's real before it happens, and it will happen in the spiritual. Then it starts to happen in the physical, and it does happen to you. That's binding yourself to Jesus Christ. You're not going to throw me out, are you? It's actually really good news. So hopefully that helps, guys. If you need prayer, come on up. But that's the story of Barabbas and Jesus. You can have anything, any fulfilled desire right now for free. Amen. All right. A few for you tonight. So... Um, I saw that there's someone, it's a female, um, but this can apply to a man too. Um, but specifically, I see you looking at your body with love and acceptance. I see you looking in a mirror and just giving love and acceptance and honor to your body. And I just saw you feeling comfortable in your skin. This is, phrase is very specific for you. And I just saw that this love completely transforms your body from the inside out. It's really cool. This next one, I got a very specific, clear uh, vision about somebody is going to be getting their dream home by the ocean. And I saw it as like northwestern coastal, like rocky cliffs by the beach or by the ocean. The house is light blue with white trim um, and like very tall white wooden deck uh, off the master bedroom. And I see the really long deck posts off the back. It's just beautiful. Um, and then I saw you drinking coffee on the back deck with a blanket. Be sure to invite me to that. Um, next is somebody who um, lost a daughter, tragically, but you're starting a ministry to other parents in the same situation, which is the great part about it. And um, your daughter's going to partner with you in this. It's really, really cool. Um, and I just saw love, energy, and specifically focus flowing back to you. And I, felt, I tangibly felt fulfillment for you. And then I saw that you and these people ministered to um, planting trees somewhere, laughing and smiling together. And this last one's kind of funny. Someone some time ago wanted some cowboy boots, and you got them. So congrats. <laughs> it's awesome. You wanted to like, acknowledge that. Awesome. Thank you, Ash. That's so good. And probably uh, for all you guys that send in prayer requests, too, we get a ton. And if, if we don't answer you back, you, just be assured we prayed for you. And if you, it, kind of what Ashley was saying, if you would just calm yourself down, you would see 
the spirit that we've actually prayed for you. You would actually experience it. And so sometimes like, I haven't gotten an answer back. Um, the kingdom does not come with anything observable, which is kind of the message tonight as, as well. But if you would calm yourself down a little bit, honestly, you, and just relax, you'll realize that we didn't ignore you. Um, and you already have what we've prayed for, which is what prayer is, and we've done it for you. Is that, is that fair to say? And, and I'm sure because people are like, man, I, if, you, if you really just calm yourself down and go, huh, you know what, God, show them, show me that they've prayed for me. You'll see it. I promise you. That's how it works. It's really cool. It's, it's really just learning how to live out of the Spirit, which is, it speaks to you. That what you're talking about, right, what the daughter is going to partner with the parents, it works, guys. It's actually awesome to me.